I really had this driven home yesterday. I woke up. I'd been traveling. I was at Memphis with FAU basketball over the weekend. Got back. Uh, and I woke up to lift a little bit on Monday morning, get the week started right. And I was like, God, I'm having such a hard time waking up, getting out of bed, rolling out of bed, getting to the weights. I'm like, man, this is all the stuff that the people at Elite Anti-Aging were talking about when I sat down with them and they said, Ken, you hear all those commercials about, oh, low T, low T, performance in the bedroom, performance in the bedroom. It rarely has anything to do with that. You know when you have low testosterone or you have a hormone imbalance and you're near 40, so this is the prime age for that? You know when you know you might have an issue? When you no longer have the desire to get up and work out anymore, to go on that run, or you're feeling a little foggy, or you're consistently tired. And I was like, man, this is all the earmarks of that. And there's a solution. That's the thing that at at Elite Anti-Aging, they kept telling me, Ken, you don't have to live like that. There is a solution for this. We have helped so many people, and all it takes is a blood test. They find the markers, and then they say, all right, Let's treat this. Elite anti-aging. EliteTRT.com. EliteTRT.com. I'm near 40. If you're in the vicinity, say mid-30s, into your 50s, that area, and you're like, God, I, I can tell that I don't feel the same. But you refuse to just settle for, oh, that's what happens when you get older. The reason that happens when you get older is because this stuff has gone unchecked. Your testosterone levels, your hormone levels. These things can be fixed. Go to, I, I'm, I'm telling you, EliteTRT.com. EliteTRT.com. And this isn't, you need to pack things up, go to an office, sit there, waiting room. You can, but they also have their, their remote sessions where you can get checked out and you can do it in the comfort of your own home. You can do it on Zoom. You can do it on Teams. EliteTRT.com. Elite Anti-Aging. Do not sit there and use, well, that's what happens when you get older as an excuse for not feeling good. You can feel like you did back in your 20s. All it takes is a little help. Sometimes we just need a little help. EliteTRT.com. EliteTRT.com. Elite Anti-Aging. All right. I uh, wanted to get through the the rest of our social media here because uh, Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills head coach, tells Tim Graham of The Athletic, the Buffalo Bills are winning a Super Bowl. It's not a matter of if, but when. Not a matter of if, but when. Theo and I have a little bit of an issue with that. Stone, he says, yeah, I, I can see it happening. Uh, I think the Bills could win a title, but I don't think Sean McDermott's going to be the head coach. Uh, but sure, will it happen before the end of humanity? Yeah, yeah, yeah of, course. of course. Who am I to say that that can't happen? All right. Um, but for me, in sports, Jimmy Butler winning a title with the Heat, it's not a matter of if, but when. Mm. Not a matter of if, but when. I am inspired after watching the last two Heat games. Shorthanded, Eric Spolstra master classes. Jaime Jaquez Jr. looking like an all-star last night. Mm-hmm. Beating two playoff teams on the road. Western Conference. Now, tonight, back-to-back, you're going to Denver. <laughs> you can chalk that up as an L. That's but right. you know what? I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to let it affect me. You can listen to it here on uh, ESPN 106.3. By the way, um, Theo says Colorado. Deion Sanders leaving Colorado as a charred shell of a football program. It's not a matter of if, but when. Mm. 
I love that one. What about you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV 1063. 888-760-3776. Uh, let's go to uh to social, by the way, at KLV 1063. At KLV 1063. Uh, we already read Jim Harbaugh wears out his welcome. I still think that he could go ahead and win himself a, a, a title or at least make the Chargers reasonably good and consistent before he wears uh, wears out his welcome. Uh, Twitzy says the Dolphins don't fade down the stretch. They win the division, win a playoff game, get to win third Super Bowl. Wow. I mean, yeah. I'll t- how Bills. about I take fade down the stretch first? Let's let's take some baby steps here. Like don't fade down. Yeah, the it's a matter of of uh, it's not a matter of if, but when the Dolphins don't fade down the stretch. I'll even give you win an AFC East title with Mike McDaniel as the head coach. Yeah. I'll give you that. Win a playoff game. You know what? Fine. Yeah. Okay. I'll go that that route. Win a third Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I just don't know. I don't know. They they haven't given me a reason. To feel that way. Yeah. But that's possible. Who wins the championship first? The Heat or the Dolphins? Heat. Heat, heat for sure. It's Who wins the championship sure. first? Dolphins or Bills? Bills. I mean, it's I up would for have, debate. I who, wins, say, who wins the championship first? The Bills or the Heat? The Heat. heat. I, would say, I would say the Bills are closer to winning the championship than the Dolphins, but I think that they're similar distance, though. They're more similar distance than I think you would like to imagine. You think the Bills are really close to the Lombardi. Yeah. I think I think more so not it's not a knock against the Bills. I just think the AFC is that contentious. No, mine's a knock against the Bills too. <laughs> the AFC is contentious, but, yes, but it's also a knock against the Bills. Think about it. The Ravens were just in the AFC championship game. Another team in their division, the Bengals, they have aspirations of AFC championship or bust. The Bills, AFC championship or bust. The Chiefs, Super Bowl or bust. Now the Texans expect to win a playoff game. The Chargers with Jim Harbaugh expect to be in the AFC championship push. Like, there's too many teams in the AFC that have elite-level quarterbacks that also have very high expectations, and there's going to be a lot of disappointments year after year. So assuming you're going to win anything in the AFC right now is a fool's error. And Russell Wilson says that he expects to win two more Super Bowls before (laughs) he retires. Don't forget about that. You have to take that into account. Is that on the Brandon Marshall podcast? Mm-hmm. Are we grading that later? Is that can that be included? Please. We can grade that later. Yeah, yeah, we can grade that later. Please let me grade Brandon Marshall as an interviewer, because God, <laughs> oh my, like maybe the worst. He's an arrogant son of a gun. Like the way he speaks. Yes. I mean, if you were that good, if you were that good at what he was good well, at, I would be breaks. cocky too. No, because every breaks. athlete, you know, is behind a microphone and a camera at this point. Yeah. Like Brandon Marshall They're was all good. as good as he was. That's what I was about to say. He's not he's not even as good as Russell Wilson, the guy he's interviewing. Pump the brakes. Let's see. Max Crosby has a podcast I didn't know about until Antonio Pierce announced his Patrick Mahomes rules on. So he's better than Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Uh Micah Parsons. Better. Better. Um JJ Reddick. He was probably better who was a better at their sport. JJ Reddick or Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall was better at his at his, yeah. at his sport. JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick was never an all star. Brandon Marshall was a pro bowl. Okay. But was he a Pro Bowler like twice? I don't know. I don't remember. That's what I'm saying. Like it's Brandon Marshall still. At All the I know end of the is day. he consistently was a thousand yards receiving a season and a hundred catches. There was a point in time when Brandon Marshall was in the NFL and he wasn't even the best Brandon Marshall. Okay. In the NFL, but there was also a point where he was the best wide receiver in the sport. He wasn't. Yes, he was. In one singular year, was Brandon yes. Marshall ever the best Absolutely. receiver in the sport? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I don't think so. His, 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 we need to call Pierre if, if we're allowed to contact him. Is that, I mean, am I crazy for saying that? Like his timeline, there's been so many elite, spectacular receivers over those years. Like he, he lined up with Larry Fitzgerald. Can, can we call Pierre real quick, Stone? Let's, Let's call just him, say, I'm sure he's golfing. Let's call Like him. I almost am 100% sure he's golfing I'm, right now. I'm not disrespecting. Brandon Marshall was good, he was, he was borderline elite. But he was more like Mike Evans, where it's like he's more in the conversation every year, but he's never the A1 top receiver in the league. I, at least that's what my – I mean, Steve Smith, Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, like these are some of the names he was going up against that maybe weren't even number one at that time. Randy Moss. I want the record to show, by the way, we've done two Google searches on the show today. One, the statistical, uh, statistical acumen of Brandon Marshall. The other, what a bald eagle sounds like. <laughs> Just know that that's the way the show is going uh, today. Did Pierre get back to you? What, in a matter of eight seconds? I don't know. I thought you called him. You texted him. I texted him. Okay. Oh, okay. It's probably easier to get a hold of him via yeah. text as well. Uh, Brandon Marshall, let's see here. Let's see Did here. he ever let's even see. lead the league in a receiving statistical category? Maybe reception. I'll need to double check that. I don't want to do this in real time on I got the you. air. I got but, you. Um, we'll we'll find it. We'll right. find it. Because yeah. I believe he was... He was I thought he, he's a six-time Pro Bowler, man. That's really good. I mean, that's six better time than Pro I even... Bowler. Yeah, he, it's really good. I, I agree. Like, he's not a Hall of Famer, though. He's talking like a Hall of Famer. He has the arrogance of a Hall of Famer. And he's uh, not a Hall of Famer. His best receiving year was 2012 with the Bears. Uh, he had over 1,500 receiving yards. Yeah. 12.8 yards per reception. And 11, 11 touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. He led the league in receiving touchdowns in 2015 with the Jets with 14. He never led the league in receiving yards. Yeah. I just don't think that he has the resume of a guy who, first and foremost, he was never the best receiver in the league. His, his run was from 06 to 2018. There were some elite number one guys throughout that run. Antonio Brown, like, you know, we're talking like elite level guy, Hall of Famers, and mm -hmm. he's not a Hall of Famer. Uh, do we have Pierre? Is this Pierre? Okay, so we pulled him off the golf course just to <laughs> sorry, get to. Uh, sorry, Pierre. We apologize, man. Hey, real quick, before we get to Pierre, you want to tell people about Duffy's? Please let me do that because Duffy Sports Grill, I mean, you don't have to ask whether or not they're in the top five, top ten. They're number one. When it comes to your viewing pleasure of watching games and sports and having a good time, but then also, let's not forget what you're able to enjoy while you're doing so. 80-plus TVs at every single Duffy Sports Grill location, but when you get that, you get, get on that table and you get your, your plate ready, you got some award-winning burgers, award-winning wings. You've got my favorite appetizer in, in really all of America, the mozzarella sticks or mozzarella or however you want to say it. But either <laughs> how, way, how do you pronounce that, Stone? Them cheesy fried sticks the are mozzarella? amazing. Mozzarella? Uh, mozzarella. 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 Whatever you call it, uh -huh. you're going to be calling your mom to tell them how good they were right afterwards. Duffy Sports Grill, the best place to watch any games and have some great food. Two-for-one drinks all day, every day. And you can sign up online at Duffy'sMVP.com to track your rewards and become an MVP just like me. At Duffy's, our game is always on. Uh, a man who did lead uh, the NFL in, in receiving yards for a season. Uh, he is our good friend, uh, Pierre Garcon. Uh, Pierre, this will only take a couple of minutes. Are you golfing, by the way? I'm headed to the golf course. <laughs> that was the easiest prediction that I've ever made in my entire career. I'm like, reach out to Pierre, but I bet he's uh, on or heading to the golf course. Uh, Brandon Marshall. Uh, Broncos, Jets, Dolphins, Bears, Brandon Marshall. At any point in his career, would you say that Brandon Marshall was the top receiver in the NFL? 
Yeah, yeah. I think when he first came over to the Dolphins, he was he had a lot of touchdowns. Uh, but yeah, at one point he yeah for maybe a couple of years he was right. Yeah, that's no, what I number thought. one top dog. Top dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he, he, he had that 19 on for the Dolphins. He was, he was, they was afraid of him. Yeah, yeah. Like he had, he, he was, was going to score a touchdown. He was going to score a touchdown. He right. was going to demand the ball. Yeah, yeah. And with the Bears or with the Jets in 2015, he had 14 touchdowns. Uh, he had 109 catches yeah. that year. And one Jay Cutler was going there. Yeah, like that was him and Jay Cutler were like best friends. Yep. Yep, 118, 118 catches in his first year with the Bears with Jay Cutler slinging it to him. Like That right there is pretty uh, uh, elite stuff. Where it's are you elite. playing today, by the way, Pierre? Porridge. Oh, okay. All right. Hit him straight. Get a birdie for me, dog. I, I'm trying to get it. Trying to get it. <laughs> Pierre, thank you. I appreciate you uh, making me uh, sound real smart and right. Yeah, he, he did. All right. Hey, you know you know what you see, man. <laughs> you know what you see. <laughs> I appreciate that, Pierre. Uh, hit him good today, brother. Appreciate you guys. All right, that's Pierre Garcon. Okay. Did Pierre just say Keno's ball? I think he did. I think that's what that meant. Yeah. I think that is what You do no ball, Ken. I apologize for ever, you know, criticizing the acumen, both of you and your talent, uh, you know, estimations as well as Brandon Marshall. I also think you walked right into that because were you covering the Dolphins when B. Marshall was there? I I was at the press conference where he got introduced at a hotel near the Dolphins facility in Davie as a Dolphin for the first time. Yeah, I could tell with the passion and the conviction that you spoke with right there that that was I'm not saying he's good on his podcast, and I'm not saying he asked good questions. I actually don't think he's bad. But here's the, here's what I'll say about Brandon Marshall is he's very difficult to get like close to, which is why what's the name of uh, the is it I am athletes? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's why there's been a revolving door of people on that because Brandon right. Marshall is difficult to to, to work to work with. with, be friends with, be teammates with, a lot of different things. Yeah. But it, I, that has nothing to do with football. this. I'm just saying he was good at football, and and I do want to say though, in his two years as a Dolphin, three touchdowns and then six touchdowns. So. Ask me who his quarterback was. Who was his quarterback? Chad Henney. Okay. You're talking about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion? champion? Chad Henney. <laughs> yes, yes. That, yeah. is, that is who I speak Don't forget. of. Uh, and and the Dolphins, Joe Philbin took over. Joe Philbin, they drafted Ryan Tannehill. They traded Brandon Marshall because they were afraid that Brandon Marshall would be difficult yeah. for Ryan Tannehill. Um, and that wouldn't mesh, wouldn't work. Well, Brandon Marshall then went on. To have the best years of his career in Chicago. And he he also said the best quarterback that he's ever played with was Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was asked that question on an interview or a podcast a week ago. But I said Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. You never said Fitzpatrick? No, I said Tannehill. I don't know. We got to check the tape. I I do want to say, though you have Ken (laughs) LaVica and Pierre, you said said, Tannehill. Tannehill. Though, or maybe I'm tripping. Did you hear Fitzpatrick too? Maybe you're tripping. Maybe I am tripping. (laughs) I do want to just say this as my closing argument on this is I think you and Pierre Garcon are wrong. <laughs> That's it. In conclusion. I, don't have any, I can't back it up. You yeah. covered the damn Dolphins when Brandon Marshall mm-hmm. played. Pierre Garcon literally was his peer in the league at the same time as him playing. <laughs> but I just want to go out there on a limb and say you're both wrong. Brandon Marshall was never the number one receiver in the you league. You know what my follow-up should have been at any point in his career was Pierre Garcon the top receiver in the NFL. Damn I wonder right. if he, because he's humble, I wonder if he just would have said humble. yes the year he led the league in receptions. I don't think he would say it. I think he's too humble. I think he would laugh. Yeah, he would laugh. Yeah. We got Next time we have him on, we All have right, to no, ask well, him. Yeah. Well, let's call him right now. <laughs> uh, and and uh, Kevin, by the way, uh, in sports, it's a matter of when, not if. Kevin says Mario has Miami in the college football playoff. Yeah. Do you think, you, do, you, do you really agree with that? 
Oh, now it is hard because if he doesn't do it in the next two years or so, he, he might not be Especially with an anymore. expanded playoff. I, say, I think the answer is unequivocally yes. I think it is yes, but mm-hmm. like the ACC is garbage and so, now there's 12 teams. So you're a, saying unequivocally yes, no. Mario will have Miami in the college football playoff. Book it. This is this is just your <sighs> eternal optimism showing itself again, just like you think the Bills with McDermott wow. and Josh Allen is inevitable. One win over Dabo or Norvell. And just finish out the season. Their schedule is pretty cake this year. You're in the playoff. I think it's very possible, but I also see a world in which if one thing goes wrong, a quarterback injury, a, 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 a Hail Mary, uh, you don't kneel the ball. Like if one thing goes wrong and you are a three loss team and you just missed the playoff back to back years now with an expanded playoff, that's more reason to fire Mario Cristobal. They're going to have an LA Rams year. Cam Ward is their Matthew Stafford, and they're going to go make a run in the playoffs and do some damage. I love hearing that. I mean, I, I hope you're right. But you also just said Josh Allen and Sean McDermott are a lock to win a Super Bowl, so I just don't. Yeah. Might, might have to take some selective hearing <laughs> on your part towards uh, Stone's, uh, Stone's takes here. Uh, when we come back, class is in session. Class is in session. It is time for Levicka, Theo, and Stone to grade things. And also, right around 140, Florida Atlantic head football coach, former Texas man, Tom Herman, will join the show as well. That is not a good bald eagle. That is not a good bald eagle. An owl. Oh, that was an owl. Oh, that was an owl. For yeah, Tom we're Herman. rooting for Tom Herman. Uh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I thought we were still doing the bald eagle thing. Okay. Well. Think about it though. They're burrow. It's a burrowing owl, which I think sound different than like a barn owl, oh. as you are uh, more familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Look up we burrowing up owl. Burrowing owl. By the way, everything in the world is basically their predator. <laughs> wow. They do not protect themselves very well. <laughs> when FAU is named the owls, Howard Schnellenberger wanted to hide. Oh no, Anthony Catanese, the uh, the president at the time, and then the AD when they start really started the athletics to program, they wanted to not make it public that the burrowing owl was oh, the inspiration man. for the FAU owls because again it's a very meek weak animal that? where everything is its predator who picked it's the prey of everything i don't know it I, was like in the 70s i know but come on dudes get it together I was thinking the same thing. So there you go. Now you have that little tidbit of information in your back pocket. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. We great things next. LaVica, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Hey, you guys are fortunate it's comfortable outside right now because it is going to be warm for about the next 10 months. It is upcoming. It's on the doorstep. The heat, the humidity, you know what I'm talking about, where you need to run that AC unit 24-7. And sometimes that doesn't even feel like enough. Imagine if you have a problem with your AC unit. Do not be the bane of your family's existence. Do not be the enemy. Make sure you're taking care of everything with that little peace of mind known as EDS. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. You want to make sure you get through the summer months unscathed. Nobody wants to make that emergency phone call or make that emergency Google search. You know what I'm talking about if you've been there. You absolutely understand what I'm talking about. I can see Theo nodding his head because he's been there, done that, and it sucks. Look ahead. All of us, and I've been there, all of us react to an air conditioning problem. We never try to be proactive to an air conditioning problem. 
do that. I'm urging you with EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. Family owned and operated. Been doing it since 2006. They service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. They also handle air quality concerns in the home. They also handle plumbing concerns in the home. They're EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. That's EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. Class is in session, boys. Take a seat. It is time for Levica, Theo, and Stone Grade Things, uh, presented by Elite Anti-Aging. You want to feel like an A, not an F. Elite Anti-Aging, EliteTRT.com, EliteTRT.com. That's Elite Anti-Aging. All right, let's start with court storming. Court storming. This could also apply to field storming. Court storming. Grade it in college athletics, Theo. Uh, B+. Plus. Um, I still think it's necessary. I think it's fun. I've been obviously recently in college, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. And when you have a big win against a rival or against the top ranked team, it is a great moment to be able to storm the field and feel a part of the moment. B plus. B plus. Stone, court storming. Again, can extend to field storming. Court storming. Great it. Yeah, let's just go B plus as well. I second everything that Theo said. I agree. It's part of the college experience. And I think if you do ban court storming, I think students, well, there's a fear that students might boycott and just not show up to the games. Am I crazy mm. for that? That would be insane. I don't think that's happening, but that's, that's a nice thought. If, if I'm a college student and I'm crazy about my basketball, well, that kind of trumps it. But if I'm a fan of my basketball team, like not crazy about them, and they ban court storming, actually, if the team's not that good, then yeah, there's no really reason to show up. Yeah. There's no, if you're going to upset Duke or one of the teams you know, ranked inside the top 10 and you can't storm the court we're just gonna go you know drink at the house or if, whatever as a yeah. college student i don't know just so you say b plus you say b plus <laughs> you say b plus yeah i'm gonna say d there's no reason for it in the pros we can get excited uh without people storming the court i like, it's fine why why do we need why do we need these dopey students running out onto the floor it is Truly, whether you feel that Kyle Filipkowski uh, at, at Duke was uh, inducing contact himself, maybe was overdoing it a little bit and how much pain he was actually in, or Caitlin Clark, if she flopped as well, Ohio Caitlin State fans. Somebody. Uh, it, no, it, this is a recipe for disaster. This doesn't have to. To happen, and I don't think it hurts the college atmosphere, the experience. You're not going to just sit at the bar if you can't storm the court or storm the field. You can go, you can drink, you can cheer, you can stand, you can do all your chants in the student section. All that stuff still applies. You just don't run on the floor, and it's okay. Guess what? Then you leave the venue, go drink, do all those things after the fact to go celebrate. It doesn't take away from the experience at all. Court storming, like it's existed, but it's not the essence of college sports. You, I give it a D. You want him, Theo, or I'll take him first? Uh, he's, you go ahead and get him. Because what I'm going to say is College sports is just fine without quarter field storming. I don't think you're a credible enough source on this topic. Boom. You're 40 years old. I've worked in college at the Division I level for damn near 20 I'm years. I'm not done. That hurts your case, though. And you graduated from Valparaiso. I, I, at the time of college basketball, mid-major powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, what ain't no NCAA tournaments in my time there. What hurts your case here <laughs> is that not only are you a responsible man who's buried with kids and far removed buried, from the college. Buried? I'd say married. fortunate to have. Oh, I thought you married. said buried. Married with oh, kids. Sorry. No, I, no. Not, I, I heard buried too. You heard yeah. buried? That's just a bad how dare draw. You? How, how dare you? <laughs> married with kids. You also work 
in college athletics. So court stormings would be more detrimental to your job, your safety, your health than they would be to somebody who's just enjoying it as a fan. So again, you're on the side of admin. You're on the side of safety security. You're on the side of not the fun and jubilance of it, but the orderliness of it and everything. That's what makes your case. I prefer Vlad Golden not to get his knees chomped out from under him by some drunk dope from Tampa who is going to USF and commuting every day, and this is his time to see all his class friends. So he gets liquored up, goes to the student section, and USF, who's never been there before when it comes to college basketball success, he goes and he runs right into Vlad Golden's knees. FAU season comes to an end. How about this? Hold on. My turn, my turn. How about this? Keep that same energy you have with the Texas Longhorns. You want to prevent that? Don't lose the game. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, that's true. Because going on the road and uh, and beating ranked opponents, that is that is notoriously an easy task. Just don't lose. You're right. You're no, right. but Just usually the court gets you're stormed. If, if you, you lose, if you right. lose, if you lose, then you absolutely should have your uh, lower joints uh, put in danger by a bunch of blurry-eyed college dopes. You're right. You're right. All right. It costs to be the boss. It does cost to be the boss. How so many how dumb. many court stormings have there been and how many injuries have been suffered because of them? Mm. To players or coaches. It's a lot too a little. And or that's a little the problem I have is like we're blowing up the because All right. like if then the Kevin Clark thing happened in 1980, we wouldn't even known it. You happened. can storm the court, but you got to wait 30 seconds to let everybody get Fine. off the floor. Then he can go. Sure. Good. We've but come to it. Good. I still my D still stands. That's because that's how it's currently concept. So get this: when FAU lost to USF. When FAU lost to USF two weeks ago, USF, uh, an upset of FAU, then ranked at the time, college basketball, a fan ran on the court, a student ran on the court, I bleep you not, a state trooper came off the floor, slammed him to the ground and arrested him in front of everybody. <laughs> Boom. That's all One kid tried to storm the court and the dude took a painful bump on the floor and got arrested in front of everybody. And exactly. So what you're saying is you agree with me that we should cool arrest the that. people who stormed the court. I'm cool with that because okay. guess what? It was one dude. But when 200 dudes do it or 200 people in general do it, well, that should be the that's threat the of point of you court be, storming. But you should be, uh, maybe you should yes, be arrested. there's in, in, risk in to the, it. In the pros, you get arrested. There is risk to it, for no, sure. Richard Jefferson made funny in the sense of like, what are you going to give? Everybody a citation? I don't care what Richard Jefferson has to say. He hasn't played college basketball in decades. I don't care. I'll take Jay Billis's opinion over Richard Jefferson. Come All right, on. let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll ask uh, We'll ask Tom Herman about it. Uh, that's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. FAU head coach Tom Herman. When we come back, Levick at Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. Jar and Levine right. Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Right around the corner, college football spring ball. April 13th, FAU Stadium. It's the FAU football spring game. In just a second, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more with our friend, FAU head football coach Tom Herman here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Real quick. Time now for the poll of the week presented by the Palm Beach County Supervisor of Elections. The poll of the week. I think it's a good one, if I may say so myself. Most likely to happen first. Heat win a championship. Bills win a title. Dolphins win a Super Bowl. Go vote at ESPN West Palm on Twitter. That is the poll of the week presented by the Palm Beach County Supervisor of Elections, the presidential preference primary coming up March 19th. With only the Republican Party holding a vote this election year, eligible voters can vote in one of three ways by mail at any early voting location from March 9th through the 17th or on election day from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Vote 
Visit VotePalmBeach.gov. That's VotePalmBeach.gov. VotePalmBeach.gov to view your status and learn more. Joining us now is a man entering his second year at the helm of Florida Atlantic football. It is Tom Herman with us here on the Vic at Theo and Stone. First of all, Coach, great to hear from you again. How are you? You too, Ken. Uh, well, I, I know who's treating the next time we go out for lunch because I just had to sit through a six-minute ad break I know, and then listen I know. to you pub up vote something <laughs> seventeen times. Uh, so uh, you, you guys, you guys are getting the bills paid quite a bit over there. So I, I definitely know who this uh, is good. Who, yes. who to come to for yes. lunch? Yes. Yeah. No, I, we're we're doing great, man. This uh, this off season has felt somewhat. Um, smoother certainly you know my family's in town we have a house i'm not living in a hotel and uh, i've got a staff and you know so um things are things are a lot smoother this this go around and uh, i know that we've discussed at length the portal and nil and all of those things and you did get hit a little bit with lejante wester heading to colorado who was for most of last year the number one receiver in the nation so as you you bring this roster together and you're about to get going with with spring ball there's been a little bit of adjustment but from a roster perspective what are you most excited about right now well the a few things and and one you hit the nail on the head you know in in today's college football um you got to pay them at the beginning or you got to pay them at the end Mm -hmm. and you know you got to pay transfers uh to to get them or you don't pay them you you know how it works right yeah there's got to be something for them uh to want to come to your place or when you recruit freshmen uh you develop them into great players like lejante you've got to be able to to match uh, when when those big schools come calling, and this is something nobody signed up for, but it is reality. And so, we have taken the approach. You know, we signed 17 high school kids in this class. That was second most in our entire conference. And um, you know, we feel like with the quality of high school kid that we can recruit here in the state of Florida, um, and with our development, our ability to build relationships, and then. Hopefully in a couple of years, we, we have this thing um, funded to the point where when those big schools do come calling, we'll, we'll be able to, um, much like basketball was able to, you know, be able to stave off some of the vultures and, and, um, and keep some of our great players. So I'm excited about the freshmen, but uh, we've got 34 newcomers in January. We'll probably have another 15 um, in May. So get used to it, fans. Our our roster is going to turn over close to 50% pretty much every year. Um, But some of these transfers, especially at quarterback Cam Fancher, excited to see him battle Tyreek Starks. And, you know, it's a guy that started and won a bunch of games for for Marshall over the last two years. So um, I'm just excited. I think not to rant here, but you talked about the portal too. The one, probably the only positive thing about the portal is in our first team meeting, Ken, this January, I looked out at the team and I said, you know, you guys could have gone anywhere. And I was talking to the, the guys that were here last year. Right. You've been around us for a year, and you could have gone anywhere other than FAU, and you chose to come back. And guess what? We could have cut all of you, um, and we chose to ask you back. So we, we both, on both sides of this, from coaches to players, we've chosen to be here, and we've mm-hmm. chosen – um, you know, it's different than 
coming in new and you, you inherit a roster or you come in new and the, the players, they, they, they didn't sign up to play for this coach or yep. whatever the case may be. But now we have all decided to be here and it's a really, really good feeling. Yeah, that, that is a nice benefit. In year two, everybody has dictated their path to this point, and that inherently is going to make it easier and make it smoother as we talk with FAU head football coach Tom Herman. By the way, the home slate for FAU this year, FIU comes in, the Shula Bowl resumed after one year off. Uh, Charlotte comes in, North Texas, USF, a chance to smack them again after FAU went to Tampa and put 55 on them a season ago. Army, its first ever trip to Boca Raton. So make sure you get your tickets, FAUsports.com, FAUsports.com, season tickets are on sale now from a broad college football perspective oh yeah go ahead tom go ahead it was 56 (laughs) you're right you're right it was 56 i was just thinking back to calling that final touchdown i forgot about the extra point you're exactly right it was 56 on on usf and congrats to usf on beating a tight end in their bowl game who was playing quarterback um i'll uh i just wanted to make sure we put that out there uh so when it comes to college football as a whole here just a couple of things off of this uh you're you're someone who follows the sport you've been at the highest levels of the sport you're trying to bring fau to the highest levels of the sport there is this new college football model we're expanding it we're gonna have uh seven uh we're gonna have the the, the seven champions we're going to have uh, or six champions I'm sorry we're going to have the seven at larges I, I just find that all of this is still working against the the mid majors and it drives me crazy the group of five teams that everything's so overloaded towards these major conferences the makeup of college football right now coach what do you just what do you make of this even with the expanded playoff well I, I think you're right um when you when you talk about the group of five as a whole, um, you're right, and their in, inclusion in anything meaningful in the postseason is pretty prohibitive, except for the American Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I know when I was at Houston, um, we won the conference and we went to New Year's Six, and I, I think something like eight out of the last ten years, the highest ranked group of five team was the American Conference champion, and I would argue that last year SMU probably should have um, went to the the New Year's Six game uh, instead of the the representative that did. So um, if you win the American, you're probably going to the playoffs, Ken. And and I know you can say that about the big boy conferences. And so, but in all reality, what are there four or five teams in the big 10 that, that can win the thing every year, you know, and where in the American, you got about 10 that, that have a legitimate shot and we're one of them. And so if we take care of business, we win the conference. We're, we're pretty confident that, that we'll go to the playoffs. You're right in that discussion. Uh, one other point of emphasis here. We've had a lot of discussion after Caitlin Clark uh, hit the deck and after Kyle Filipowski of Duke hit the deck. The subject of court storming or field storming at the college level. Where does Tom Herman sit on that? Do we need it? Do we keep it as the essence of the game? Where do you sit here? Uh, I, I love it. Uh, now, granted, I'm of... Uh, Football is different. I, I get that argument. The, the, the space is, is much bigger, but there's more people to, uh, at, at a football game as well. So I think it's great. Uh, one of my best memories ever was um, sitting in the press box on a Friday night. Number two, Oklahoma State comes into Ames, Iowa, and I'm calling plays. And we beat them in double overtime. And 
the, the kids at Ames rush the field, and I'm in the press box still, and just watching that was just – it was really, really cool, Ken. And to take that away, and I, I get the safety part, I, I just think there's enough smart people uh, that can figure out a way to do it maybe safely um, to where – at the end of the day, guys, we're, we're an extension of the student body. That is all we are. And as big a business as this becomes and as much money is made – uh, we're an extracurricular activity, guys. That's what we are. Yeah. And we exist solely for the purpose of um, fellowship of our students and alumni and a rallying point and a, a place to convene six times a year and, and uh, generate school spirit. That's, that's, our, that's why we exist. Um, no other reason. And so for our fans and students not to be able to feel a part of us uh, in some of those big wins, I think would sour that relationship across campuses. But uh, I do know that we've got, we've got to figure out a way to make it safe too. See, guys, I I brought in Pierre Garcon, yeah. and he would prove me right about Brandon Marshall at one point being the best receiver in the NFL. You guys have Thank the court you, storming and the fo- yes. field storming with uh, Coach with Herman. Coach Herman. Uh, so there you go. We've all evened yeah. it out here, uh, Coach. Uh, why don't we, if possible, why don't we try and do this uh, before spring ball really gets going, or once spring ball gets going, especially before the spring game, and uh, then we'll get back to our regular routine. Okay. You got it, brother. Always a pleasure, man. All right, that is Tom Herman, FAU head football coach. And again, the spring game is April 13th. Mm. April 13th, FAU Stadium. Get out there to FAU Stadium. Great dude. Tomorrow, David Ortiz will join the show. Big Poppy. Like that one. That David Ortiz. Big Poppy. For the Cognizant Classic of the Palm Beaches Pro-Am. We'll be out there at PGA National. That's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.